Well, I'm ready when you are. Oh, wait, it's already on. Okay, so <clears throat> let's see. We are now at Hourglass Brewing in the Hourglass District, ironically. This place is about three weeks old since it's open, and it's right by uh, our favorite coffee place in the area called Foxtail, one of the many. And we've got a couple of interesting brews. One is a banana brain, and one is uh, another foxtail coffee stout. So we're gonna try those. I think the dark one there is the coffee one. So whichever one you prefer. Oh, you know, it's been a little while. I wouldn't say it's our week today. It's more of like our month today for this particular episode. Last time we hung out was with Paul over uh, over by the um, Stacios and all that stuff. So. That was a great episode. It, it was really good. If you go back and listen to it, it's, uh, it's got a lot of... That was our first guest. I think that we did really well. Um, I mean, you could disagree. I <laughs> <laughs> might say we fucked it up. We might have sucked, but it was in my terrible. opinion, I think we had a good time and I, yeah, got, yeah. talked about a lot of things. I think it's cool to have somebody who um, has a really unique perspective, and that's what we want, is we want guests who have unique perspectives but also those that differ a lot from the hosts, Juan and myself. So if you feel like being a, uh, a host and you've got something to say, and more importantly, if you're an expert on something, if you're, if you're enough of an expert to think that you can have your own podcast, <laughs> I, think, I think that's such a, an interesting thing that he, he does. It's just a, it's a hobby, but he's kept it up even, so, even such that his, his buddy, his podcasting partner, moved to Seattle. And they're doing it over the app. Not not over Anchor, but over another one. So, you know, they obviously have something to say. They have enough to say to keep it going. To keep it going. Yeah, and they've been doing it for, what, six months or something? I think a little longer. A little longer than I might, I might be wrong. But you and I have been doing this for, like, three months, yeah. almost. Yeah. Ish. Oh, this will be the third month, but it's almost over. So I'm, I'm trying to keep it real. Just a little housekeeping. Um, make sure you follow us on Twitter. It's at Our Week Today. Also on Instagram, Our Week Today. Uh, we started to grow a little bit on the social media front, and like I said, we're posting more, and I would love for you guys to follow us. Uh, if there's any artists out there or anybody that's creative, um, we would love some sort of, you know, from one of our fans, some sort of logo or, or some sort of picture you guys can can, can, can think of, and we would love to share it. Uh, point being is that we would love to share your creativity and uh, just, you know, start start talking for, to you guys and hearing from you guys. Speaking of creativity, I noticed that one of the, the latest followers to uh, the Twitter account was Too Much Sauce, which is a restaurant in the area, and they don't specialize in anything except for saucy foods. So, shout out to you guys. That, that looks delicious. Shout out to Too Much Sauce, and yeah, hopefully one day we get a chance to visit you guys and and check it out. Yeah, we got a couple new followers from Orlando, uh, and actually from all over, but it's pretty cool that some of the, like, two newscast people followed us, I think. That's right, um, that's right. That was pretty cool. And, and I think um, just getting to know the, you know the local populace and what they're interested in is kind of what we're all about. Um, it's not just geopolitics and world news and current events, it's also what's going on over here on the, in the Central Florida area, so happy to, happy to have you guys on if you want to chat about something. Exactly. So, so let's. Uh, yeah, let's we're, try. We're looking we at the here. beers. If you guys check out our Twitter, we we took a picture so you guys can actually see it's already posted. Um, you want to go first? Yeah, absolutely. So this is the banana brain. How do you yeah. know that? Because it has the lighter head. The other one has the darker. Uh, that's the foxtail double coffee stout. Holy moly, that's like chocolate. 
I know it's banana, but God, it's good. <laughs> it's like a mocha. Uh, the banana is very faint, but I mean, it, as far as like fruit, fruity stouts go, that's the first one I've had. It's not too fruity, but again, it's more of like a chocolate milk flavor to it. That very good. is very flavorful. I mean, guys, it's like, I don't want to disrespect it by saying like a yoo but it's got this <laughs> chocolatey milk oh my God. tone to it that I really am a big fan of. Yeah. I didn't see the alcohol. I'm sure it's probably in the eights, I would assume. Higher More, than that? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, we'll get the menu and confirm that. But um, just had one sip. Everybody knows the rules. And What's your initial reaction besides I mean, the flavor? It was. It brought pleasure. Like hey, it, it was almost like it brought a smile to your face. It, it brought a smile to it, my face. It takes that box, the pleasure center of your brain's like, okay, okay, I'll, yeah. I'll sit and have this. <laughs> like you know, sometimes with a stout, you don't know what you're expecting. It's gonna be bitter, um, and the fucking thing's called banana bread. Banana brain. Yeah. So you would think that it, I, I thought there would be more, more banana, banana in it, but it's not. I, well, I hope they didn't do this. I hope they didn't like distill some kind of banana liqueur and drop a few drops in it just to call it that. Just we'll find out. I'm sure we can ask someone. Um, I tasted a little bit. It, it little goes through a couple of flavor profiles in that one sip. Yep. Um, but it was pleasurable. I did I did like it. Well, we, do, we don't have any crackers to do like a palate cleanser, but why don't you try the other one? Let me know what you think. All right. And this one, do you remember the name? Uh, it's the Foxtail Coffee Double Stout. So again, it's, it's made with Foxtail Coffee, which is right across the street from Hourglass Brewing. It's approximately the same content. Wow. Yeah. So what do you think? I love coffee stouts. That's one of my favorite types it's, of beer. It's nice. It's a little it's, bit bitter, but it's not too bitter. It's it's smooth, yeah. and the coffee does not fuck around. It lets you know that it's there, and it's a good quality coffee. It doesn't seem like a watered-down version, which some of these coffee beers have. Right. right. Um, excellent. I'm very impressed, and if these are two from their brewery that they brew yeah um which you were telling me a little bit of the history on the way here uh, right. about the brewery and, and how you've been to the original one which is located in longwood florida right so one love to to red cypress now that they're extinct we had to find another close that's our, brewery. that's our home that's show right beer. that's right <laughs> and you heard the story about that but um but now you know close to my home where i live in winter springs about five miles away from that is the original the og hourglass brewing in longwood so um, it's on Ronald Reagan Boulevard. It's right by the train station. So uh, they've got like a couple places to eat in the same building, but they also have two separate breweries under the same roof. There's Hourglass Brewing and Sour Glass Brewing, which is exclusively sour beers. Now, I don't know much about those. I don't really like them, but the fact is they've got all that hardware under one roof, and they actually have like a sign on the the regular main brewing station that says no sour ingredients past this place because I guess you can contaminate yeah, pretty easily. Yeah, of course. Wow. So, I'm impressed by just you yeah, telling me that. Yeah. So they, they're professionals. They're good at their trade and their craft. And um, I, I've, I've liked almost everything that I've had from the regular Hourglass Brewing. So, But to have these two unique ones down here, they, they've got different ingredients. They've got unique ingredients. And, you know, shout out to Foxtail because, again, they're right across the street, but that's a local coffee chain. They're coming back from some 
uh, again, like a sexual harassment. Uh, one of their leaders was. That's yeah, right. One, he he was got one fired. Of, yeah, one of their VPs yeah. had to go down for that. But um, good. He got good, me. T- he got me too. He, he, he did. Good riddance. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the details, but it didn't sound pleasurable. <laughs> At any rate, uh, they're still using a local ingredient to make a good beer, a good quality stout that we can appreciate and we like. And for them to do a collaboration, yeah, and that I'm, and they're literally across the street. I think that's pretty unique, pretty cool. They should build a little sky bridge so you that can walk would be back sweet. and forth. <laughs> yeah, the clock. The hourglass sky bridge. The traffic in this area after like 10 o'clock is not too bad, but I'd say before 9, it's people are still like coming and going from work. I mean, this, this area has a lot of folks that are just, you know, kind of all over the place. There's a lot of folks that live in this area that work down by the airport or work over where I used to work in the um, kind of like South Orlando, John Young area, and um, just friends that I knew that worked over there. So, so, and there's a lot of bars over here too. So, <laughs> there's a lot of traffic until then, anyway. So, shout out to Hourglass Brewery uh, Brewing. Sorry, and um, yeah, you guys just in that one sip. If if I'm gonna have to rate them, um, let's sure. go with the with the coffee one. I like that more. The foxtail. You could probably have more of those. Yeah. I mean, these are yeah. sipping beers. These are not for yes, chugging. Um, so, if you guys look at the picture, you see that they don't come in the mug. These are these are your sophisticated, your whiskey drinkers. These are your high end. Maybe a cigar, who knows? But but um, yeah. with but the two, not too much. Sip I, and enjoy. For a coffee stout, I'm gonna have to give it like an eight point two. I think it was a very very good sip. Um, that's without drinking a whole one and seeing how how much yeah. it fills my stomach and other and other variables. You, you might regret it. <laughs> yeah, and other variables. Um, as for the brains, mm, brains. I mean, it's just a little bit sweet, so that could affect on how many you can have. It's really the end, like the, the finish is the sweetest part of the it. Fin- yeah, yeah, it goes through. It goes through some changes in your mouth, yeah. as we like to say. Um, I'm gonna give that one a 7.7, 7, and okay. that could that could possibly change. I've only had one sip, and I usually. You know, prefer to drink a little bit more, maybe right. a whole one, but just just based off initial reaction, that's that's what I'm going with. I'm gonna go informal. I'll say eight and a half for the for the coffee beer and for the brains. I'd say, I mean, I like it. I think more than you do, so I'd say eight point one. Wow. Be specific. Wow. Be specific. And again, I don't think there's any beers that I've had from Hourglass that I didn't like, but there are some that are a little bit lower in content, a little bit simpler. They've got one called Morlock that's a milk stout that is delicious, but it, again, it's not too sweet. It's not as sweet as Death Roll. Okay. And I think that has a lot of potential too to kind of play with the flavor and does that come in a big cup or yeah, a big one. It's a big beer. Maybe that one next yeah, or something. Absolutely. I think you'd like that one. Did you want so, no please, Which one did please you want? help yourself? I've already had another sip of this banana one, so Prost, Sasha, salut. Salute. Alright, so um, today is a very special day. Not just for Juan and I getting together, because those are, you know, those are special to me. I'm sure they're special to him. Absolutely. Um, but once again, we're kind of on our own. We're talking about stuff that's happening in the world today. Are we today? Uh, so today we had a big testimony from who? The one, the only Bob Mueller. It's Mueller time. It's Mueller time. <laughs> Is it Mueller or Mueller? It's Mueller. Oh, it's Mueller. But you could pronounce it Mueller if your family says it that way, I guess. Okay. I don't know if it's Dutch or German. I'm pretty sure if you say Mueller that, and you're saying Mueller, it's German. and That's German for Miller. But if you're Dutch or from some other country up there that spells it the same way, you might have a different pronunciation. 
but that's getting into too much linguistics. Anyway, the guy had a testimony today that didn't really do much for either side of the debate as far as impeaching the president. So I wanted to get your perspective on what you might have heard about that. I listened to about 45 minutes of it at work today. And there was a lot of angry white men just berating this old man <laughs> who didn't seem to know what to say a lot of the time. He was I think that was one of the major takeaways was how old he is and how his age shows in public. Maybe. Maybe so. Some The conspiracy world will say maybe he was faking that just so that people could so? take it easy on him. I don't think no, so. I mean, I think he's trying to... saying people are... He, he's trying to cruise to retirement. Yes. Would you want a lot of drama? No. And he's and he's I agree, like, he's, I agree with that a hundred percent. He's regretting today that he took the that job. he took the job in the first place because he was like, it's going to be straightforward. It's going to be easy for me to find what I need to find. And everybody's like, you did a terrible job. You didn't do the right thing. <laughs> Both sides are saying you did a terrible Dude, job. Personally, I'm fucking over it, but it is still part of our culture here in yeah. the United States. Right. So I don't think a lot of people care anymore. I, I think I it's died down quite a bit. I think the final ultimatum is going to be is going to be 2020. I think that election is going to be the referendum or the confirmation. And like a lot of people were on the social media world were saying today, um, as long as the president stays president, he can't be convicted. He can't be prosecuted if he stays still is still president after 2020. So, okay. All that being said. Well, that's that, that puts th even more weight and puts even more pressure on people to like keep hammering away what they're doing because like he doesn't have anything to lose besides being an old man dying in prison for a very short time, and Democrats have that much more to lose than having their entire legacy, their entire four years of the Republican president being fighting the power and not winning. They won in the midterms, I guess. Well, yeah. I, I agree. But traditionally, the opposite party generally, I guess according to statistics, yeah, yeah. generally win that. Right. Despite... Historically. Right. That's, that's usually the case. Yeah, that's usually the case. You're looking at the Supreme Court, you're looking at them stacking the bench. There's at least two more opportunities, I think, in the next four years for there to be new judges. That would totally sway the Supreme Court. So I think there's a lot more riding on 2020 than just... Oh, yeah. Ginsburg just, just the is gone. Yeah, yeah I don't she's, know. she's not going to be that much. I don't know. <laughs> you say that, but she's a fighter. She is a fighter. She's I'll a give fighter. her that. That's a, you know, personal story. Uh, week, about a week and a half ago, my 89-year-old grandmother had a mini stroke, they think. Oh, no. And, well, this is after, of course, maybe five years ago, she had a major stroke. Okay. And she so she, her, whole, her whole life changed. So she needed to have somebody come check on her and all this other stuff. But she still does her own laundry. She still, like, goes to church pretty much every day. Like, she's a very active old woman. That's awesome. And so, like I said, she's 89 years old. Respect pretty sure, to grandma. Yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure Ginsburg is 88 or 89. Like, she's getting up there. So there's, like, as long as your mind is in the right place... Yeah, you're good. Yeah, you you're can, sharp you, and shit. You, you can do what you want to do. I mean, you might die trying, but you're going to do it, right? <laughs> you're going to try to do it. So, there you go. I have, I have faith that Ginsburg's going to keep plugging along as long as she wants to. I don't know that much about her. I know that she's... I know, like, just some things about her. Today, I did see someone retweet uh, an unfortunate thing that's not her fault. Yeah. And that was that... I guess, like... The first gay couple that got married, she's the one that was the... Uh, officiant? Yeah, the officiant. Okay. And then it turns out that, like, those... I don't... I didn't read the... It was just a picture of a of an article that was probably about two years old. And then it showed, like, 
either one or both of the guys in that picture are now in trouble for the topic that always shows up on this podcast. (laughs) Yes, for like kid molestation. (laughs) So that was interesting, speaking of Ginsburg, because I just saw that today randomly. Ginsburg. Like clicked and you were like, I got to talk about child pornography or something. (laughs) No matter what, it always shows up. Child molestation. Child molestation is, is, is in this year. It's not in. It's Absolutely. never been in. No, not a, no. in as a topic. Never been in as cool. I don't think it's ever really been in as a topic. I think people oh, there talk is. about it because there's so many people that are afflicted. I, I think that so many people bury it, and before the internet, it was right. so much easier to do. But yeah, no, it's it's pretty out there. I think after Spotlight came out, I think people started saying, speaking up a lot more. Oh, like, like if, if we can screw the church over, or not saying screw them over, but if we can expose... Which I think there's a lot of horrible stuff going on in the church, by the way. Um, if we can out them, then we can out anybody for anything. And that's a good thing, but I think people are more comfortable in the fact of taking on a global organization that also has a lot of deep pockets. You know, all you gotta do is tell the truth. If you're not telling the truth, they're gonna find out. So, but. But back to uh, full circle. So we were talking about the Mueller and what's at stake and. To be honest, this is the takeaway that I got today. Um, the Democrats tried really, really hard to try to paint a picture that Donald Trump committed a crime of obstruction, right? That is their that is their passion right now, is to show the world that this guy, the president, committed obstruction of justice, right? They gave up on Russian collusion, so that's, that talking point that we heard for years is gone. But now they're all focusing on obstruction. I don't, I don't know that it's gone. I think that people that really believe it are going to continue to believe it. And like, sure, like, like people Paul believe in Flat Stein. Earth and sure. Bigfoot. Like they're passionate. I mean, the lines are drawn. I don't think there are a lot of people that have not made up their minds yet. Moderates. I think those are. That's the most important okay. voting class sure. in the world. And, and they are, but that's totally, I think, true. But when you look at People that are like hard, like I have to vote a certain way because of my beliefs. Or oh, those I, lines are drawn. There's the, no those getting lines them back. Are drawn. There's I social mean, media changed that. That's true. I, social I, media changed that because before um, you could have a like like a Bill Clinton, an Arkansas Southern Democrat, yeah. who was basically a moderate in today's in today's day. For the most he part, he was pretty moderate back then too. That's what I mean. It's yeah. like, but but you were allowed to switch party sides when you felt that there was a better candidate. Right, and that's why so many people think he was a good president. It wasn't because of his extracurricular activities, but it's because he he could he really tried to govern from the center on a lot of stuff. You know, he also was a he knew how to play politics. Well, right, that's but that's a what king of he's, he's a good politician. Correct, like, very good like politician. Obama, very good politician. Wartime president had a lot of stuff that he had to deal with from previous administrations that he didn't get into. So credit to that. If you can try, I'll give him credit. For if that. you could try to govern from the center your entire eight years, it doesn't matter what your party is. Obama did a lot more on the left side, I think, than he tried to from the center. Cash so, for clunkers. So, <laughs> but you know, I think he did what he wanted to do, and he was president. So I think he was doing what he wanted to do. So. I think that it's dangerous that. So many people have put their foot in the sand. Yeah. And I blame that on social media and the aspect of social media that allows 
I mean, it's part of our speech, so I don't mind it, but like, when you start calling everyone a Nazi, including black people and Jewish people, <laughs> then, then right, you can't the have black, a conversation. Right, hold on, the black Jewish Nazi constituents are gonna have a problem. They're gonna that. have a huge problem, but <laughs> they're very few and far in between compared to how many that aren't Nazis are being called Nazis. So you can't start a conversation about a topic when you think that the person across from you is the most evil human being that has ever existed next yeah, to Hitler. I think that people are so, uh, they walk on eggshells even on social media unless it's their predisposition to stir up stuff. To just be... The like, troll game. Yeah, That's yeah. what trolls are. Trolls. trolls. Hey, I fucking love trolls. I respect <laughs> the shit out of you guys. And you guys do more damage than you know. Sometimes you do a lot of good because you expose a lot of shit. So. Pretty sure you destroy families. Everything. At the same time. I love it. <laughs> Trolling is an art. And the people that do it right, I totally, totally respect you. <laughs> because it is an art. You guys have figured out a way to piss off people so, from all genres. I, I think let's, let's, set a, let's set a standard. Let's try to have a troll. <laughs> a real live troll from somewhere under the bridge. We gotta have you on the show to interview oh, you I know about your strategies. Well, if you know some, let's get them yeah, on the no, road. I, I know a couple. Trolls are awesome. <laughs> not all though. Some trolls suck, and, and and not because like they're doing something shitty. Is that they're not creative or they're just yeah, lazy? Yeah, so, laziness yeah. is different. Yeah. So in conclusion, with the Mueller thing, honestly, I think it was a victory for Trump, and I'll tell you why. Nothing came out of it. That you didn't already know. That we didn't already know, and most importantly, anything new that exactly that we didn't already know, but anything that we could really, his enemies could really use against him. Other than the only hope that Mueller gave today to the so-called resistance, the people that think that Trump is a Nazi, was that someone asked, "Could you be charged after you leave office?" And the guy said, right. Mueller said, "Yes." Right? Absolutely. So, my my here's a perfect troll is you guys have to wait all the way to 2025 to find out if he's gonna get arrested. He's gonna be, I'm pretty sure he's gonna be dead by then. I mean, you know, I don't, that's I the don't, end of I, his second I, term. I don't wish anyone like dead before they're due to be dead, but I'm pretty sure if he gets reelected, he's gonna die in office. I don't. He's think, not a healthy person. But he doesn't do any drugs. He doesn't drink. And look at Ruger Hauer. He's a perfectly healthy guy. He just died the other day. I don't know who that okay. is. Okay, so Blade yeah. Runner, the bad guy, he was in a bunch of movies in the okay. 80s and 90s. So, God rest his soul. I'm pretty sure he didn't believe in God, but he's a Dutch actor, small town guy, but big face. Like, he, you, you'd know him you'd if you know saw him. You'd know him if you saw him, And it. he passed away. Perfectly healthy, 75 years old. Which I think the president's going to be 75 in a couple of years. I think Trump's going to make it way past his presidency. He'll right. probably help one of his kids run for president. <laughs> Old as shit. Well, I mean, if, if, if that's, the, that's the great fear in the Democratic Party, I think, is that he's the new Reagan. He's changing the game so much that his whole family can run for president. And well, Reagan's have, family has Or, or Kennedy, that. excuse me. Okay. More, more importantly, a Kennedy yeah. is that other... Dude, his kids or their kids can be legacy, you know. To be honest... In, the 2016, as everybody knows, was the most heated election, probably, not probably, guaranteed in the history of the United States. Yeah. And it was, and, and maybe there was another one just as heated, but it was never that public or in your face because of the internet and social media. Okay, there was a closer election in 2000, but I think it was great of you to use the analogy or to use the word heated because it's not going to hold a candle to the next election. 2020 is going to be the most toxic 
in history. In probably world history. You think so? Yes, absolutely. I think that we just went through that. I think that we've learned a lot from is going to be close, and it's going to be the most toxic, destructive election in history. Well, you heard the prediction here from Trevor. I personally think that I don't see it getting much worse than what happened in 2016. There's still over a year till the election. I mean, There's still all kinds of stuff. Oh, we got it. Yes. But Trump has some aces up his sleeve. You know what those aces are? Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, that is a huge... That is, that's, that's a joker. But the ace that he has is the other investigation going on right now. Which is? Which is from the Department of Justice, okay. who got a special prosecutor from Connecticut. He is known to be gangster as fuck for this reason, that he, before, has been put in charge of finding corruption in the CIA, the FBI in Boston during the Bulger... The Whitey Bulger stuff. Okay. There's he got he got a lot of corrupt FBI agents out of there. I heard a little bit about him. So they put this mad dog type of character He's in, in a position of power now to look at all the shit Mueller didn't look at, which he was asked a lot about today, and Mueller kept saying I can't talk about it, which is like to me is the biggest story of all, but it's ignored because there is, and I don't. You can argue that it's not, or there is. Fuck you. There is definitely a bias in most media. Yes. Most tend to lean a certain way. Fox, obviously not. But there are some people within Fox that lean that other way. So there is... I think Fox leans right. The last... Of course. No, no, no. (laughs) That's what I mean. Fox definitely leans right. Right. They have some people in there that don't. There's a lot more outlets online that lean right that you wouldn't have known about unless you read online journalism. Correct. Quote, quote journalism. Correct. But I'm talking about just the mainstream media, the ABC, CBS, the CNNs, MSNBC, yeah, I mean, there's Bloomberg. A, there's a pocket you could just say all of that is going to be speaking the same language when it comes to news. They're going to be saying the same thing almost verbatim. They're going to be interviewing the same people using the same information. Their bias tends to show. Not to the people that believe every word that they say, because they just believe every word that they say. Well, I like case. to question stuff. And their bias to me is obvious, but I'm not the normal uh, person that's consuming the news, so I don't take I take that with a grain of salt because not everybody thinks like me. Yeah, two grains, at least two, two grains. grains of salt. <laughs> can, you, do you imagine, can you imagine if you and I had the type of discussion we're having now, or even like even more in depth, and we went into some more specifics? How we we could not have that discussion with the other people that we know. We just couldn't do it. Like, they get, so, <laughs> but that goes back to my point. Like we disagree on a lot of you shit. You can't have a discussion with a person who right. you feel has supported Hitler. Okay, that's too dangerous. That's 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 a line that's been drawn also from a certain side, right. where literally black people and Jewish people are being called Nazis just so that they can look bad to whoever the. You've done a little research. Can you tell me about the last? situation you saw where that happened where people that were like all right black people or jewish people were like you know what there was one situation in which the famous one they would have sided with you know ben shapiro gets gets attacked all the time yeah he does and he gets attacked from first of all according to a group that analyzes racism and racism on the internet uh-huh. where they put out a list of who is the most targeted like person from racism it's Ben Shapiro. He was the number one targeted for uh, alt right and like um, fat, uh, what anti semitism. 
they, he's the most number one most targeted, and I think that was last year. I don't know how often they do this list, sure, sure. but he he likes to brag about having that title <laughs> because at the same time well, the he's best called way the to shut somebody down is calling something that they're not. Correct, correct. And the other one, the one that got to me was just video. You can't lie to video, and it was it was a black Trump supporter. Her name is Candace Owens. She's she's made a. She's made herself a brand, and I respect the fuck out of it because she is now an official brand. A lot of people call her the Uncle Tom and all this stuff. She was a hardcore liberal person who then switched hardcore to the right. Right, but what was the controversy? So here's what happened. She got up in front of a bunch of people and said, maybe Hitler wasn't such a bad guy. No, She said something along those lines, right? Prove me wrong. Tell Tell me what happened. Um... That controversy almost ended Ted Lu's career, and Ted Lu is this very progressive, very, he spent very, a lot of time on TV today. Very leftist I mean, person from I, California. I had a hard time listening to him because of his voice, but go on. <laughs> oh, I, I hate the guy. He's annoying. He's fucking annoying. And he, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> guys, because I'm trying to think of the details of um, verbatim of what happened. But long story short. She got called in to talk about, um, what was it? She was talking about, I think, censorship on the internet. Right. And she was being questioned by members of Congress, which Ted Lou's a part of. He pulls out his cell phone and he goes, well, he did it so with such a smog, arrogant, prick-like fucking face. He pulls up his cell phone and he's like, well, this is what Candace said. And he played a clip of her answering a question, no context, no nothing, and then that's how you get a talking point about she was talking about baby Hitler. Well, what Ted Lou didn't know is that he basically threw an underhand throw to Babe Ruth, because she was ready for that question, that topic. She was, she was so well prepared for someone to be brave enough to bring that topic up, and she absolutely crushed him. Like, destroyed it. I remember listening to radio shows that don't even talk about politics, talking about that moment. Like, well, what the fuck was this guy thinking? So, so, what I would like to ask is, what was her response to that, like, indictment? To be honest, and because I don't want to give the, um, the wrong story, I'm going to have to look it up. Um, it was more along the lines of, he presented an answer without clarifying the context of the question. Okay. And when she explains the question that was asked of her, uh-huh. and then she explains the answer, then you laugh at Ted Lou, which I did at that time, but I can't recall so, the exact details. So that may be why there wasn't much of a story after that. No, there's not much of a story because people on that side generally... They turn once, off and they go to the next door. Cor- correct. Oh, she can't be right. She's a crazy black, black Trump <laughs> black Trump supporter. She's nuts. She's she's Hitler. She's out of so, so you're asking me about a, a, an event. And another one that they can Google or YouTube is that she was having a lunch in Philadelphia. And word got out that she was having lunch in Philadelphia with someone. I think it was a white dude. Right. I think it might have been Charlie Kirk, which is a very, 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 very loud uh, figure on the right, especially with young conservatives. That's you, Charlie. Used to be in Congress, right? I don't think so. Charlie Kirk is like. Um, I thought he used to be. A I think that he leads. He used to be part of a program called Turning Point USA, which Trump just spoke right. at last right. week. So and yeah, it's a it's a you know it's a political con- action committee. Correct, definitely conservative, hundred percent, hundred percent. 
and they were having lunch. What happens is people found out, and what happens is when they're leaving, mm -hmm. crowds started fucking chanting Nazis and all this stuff. I think some of them threw drinks on them. Okay. Not Don't quote me for that. No, this is before the milkshake thing. <laughs> I think that's where like the English fucks came up with it because <laughs> they did throw stuff on them. So let's let's New Zealand. Let's just put it this. Way. No, the it was the, the English. New Zealand kid threw a. Oh, that's a milkshake at the guy who was speaking out in favor of gun rights in New Zealand after the I did not know that. Yeah. You so, know, when he said New Zealand, so, I was thinking of the Egg Boy in right. Australia. That was Australia. That's my right, bad. You're right, you're right. I, was, I did not know that. I did not know that about the milkshake. Yeah. I thought it was all in England. I saw Tommy Robinson get milk. eggs, whatever dairy and other type of baking utility you can throw at someone, please don't do it. Uh, it's, it's not worth it. And, and then stinks. The, the real, real famous attack that just happened was the Asian gay dude that was has a brain hemorrhage. because of how And he's a journalist. And how badly he was beat by Antifa for being in the crowd. He didn't even fight back. The video is disgusting. But they, he right. was covered in milkshakes the whole nine. Can you find that video and put it on the Twitter account? Yeah, just it's to so let bad. people know. It's so bad. It, it was know. such a huge topic. Right. Journalists should not be beaten up for any reason. They beat the shit out of him. <laughs> They have gloves that have like uh, padding and yeah. spikes. Yeah. They beat the shit out of this yeah. poor guy. A gay Asian gay journalist. Asian. And now he has like brain damage. To be Maybe. honest, he had a brain hemorrhage. And I, when I heard him speak, because he started doing the tours, he's like, fuck it, I gotta let this out. Yeah. He speaks a little slow, but I don't know how he spoke before that. So I don't know if it has to do with one another. He's a little bit slow on the speaking. Yeah. It might just be the way he speaks. I don't know. But. The reason I bring him up is because not only was he covered in milkshakes, the conspiracy that came out, and I call it a conspiracy because I have yet to find that it was a, uh, confirmed. It's a dirty word. <laughs> Correct. And, and we'll, you could say story if it was believable. We will, we will, call, we will uh, go over how conspiracy was even invented, the word. It, okay. it, it, it only came about, I think, in the 1950s. But the reason I'm not calling it a factual is because I don't know. But the rumors, let's call it, was that... Uh, Antifa, which some people now call Clan Tifa, I, I could see why, especially after beating up a gay Asian dude who wasn't fighting back, um, were pouring instant mixed cement into some of the the, the milkshakes. Right. Because they did show pictures of milkshake stands just okay. for this during yeah, yeah, yeah. these during this protest, um, but. Some people were saying that it's not so much it getting hard and hurting you, uh -huh. it's the chemicals that are in there too can fuck you up. Because they get in your eyes and stuff like that. I didn't realize that. I didn't think about that either. And a lot of people are scared. They don't know what the fuck they're being poured on. It could be it could be a chemical. England's known for acid attacks, and that's where I saw my first milkshakes. I saw English people that were running for government. Well, when you think about it, a white powder in any envelope can be can shut down if, a building. enough to shut down anything. Right. Yeah, Facebook. Air, airport, school, anything. So, Facebook was shut down this year. Yeah. Uh, they have, a, I guess, a center where they receive packages. Okay. That was shut down because they received <laughs> one with a white powder. We said no. <laughs> we said we will not hit like on this one. Thank you very much. <laughs> God, I hate Facebook so much. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely I'm show sorry. you. It's all good. I actually need yeah. you to join, or I need to meet you. I refuse. No. Oh, okay. I have. Make, make me a dummy account. Make yeah, I need burner. a dummy account make for um, for the Facebook page okay. for our, for our week all right. today. All right, I'll do that. So people can post something on the wall, and I'll tell them. I don't. I don't check this very often. 
I don't want people seeking me out. <laughs> no, of course. Right? <laughs> I, I, dude, you're not the. I have some of my childhood first grade friends refuse right. to go on. We, we, my reason was I was too concerned with other people's lives, and it was literally eating into my life to the point where I couldn't live my life. And that was the first six months of his life. And I said, I cannot do this. Wait, as a college student? Mm -hmm. Holy shit. Yeah. I made that decision in college. I said, I can't do it. I can't be on Facebook because I'm spending too much time investigating other people for nothing. (laughs) So, there it is. That actually Every single story I've seen about Facebook that has come out has been like, wow, I'm glad I'm not on Facebook. And that means like, oh, did you hear about this? Did you hear about some other person? Again, people getting their news from Facebook. And I'm like, that's so not the truth. Pro-life tip, if you are on Facebook, (laughs) is... Did you say pro-life tip? Yeah, for Facebook (laughs) users. And this is coming from a Facebook marketer, is... If you're, if you're not into gossip and people's lives and all this bullshit, because most people that post on it, let's be honest, they love them some likes. And, and, I, and I'm going to say that for most social media platforms, but you can actually, Facebook allows you to like favorite 20 accounts. And those 20 accounts will usually always show up first. Wow. So I do so much news and like sure. content that I like that I barely see anybody's personal posts. <laughs> the, it caters the, what you appreciate. Correct. Could you pick those well, favorites? Well, I mean, not saying you're doing the wrong thing, but it, it's feeding you more, like echo chamber. It's feeding you more of what you appreciate and what you are interested in reading Correct. and seeing. Correct. So the key to not be a victim of an echo chamber is right. to not pick to shit that. I mean, let me rephrase that. Politically, not pick shit. I don't choose political stuff. I chose more like sure. business oriented. That makes sense. And things but like at that. At the same time, don't you think you can get a different version of? reality based upon what you want to read like from from stuff that can seem totally apolitical it could be oh i like that video game or i like that car don't you think your your scope is narrowed a little bit into what specifically you want to hear i mean that that can go for anything in life what you want to eat what you want to drink like like but it's not the same as like like I, i use i'll use the car media thing because one of your multiple personalities is car efficient <laughs> so I can say I like I like what you're saying here but if I only like certain posts that have to do with a certain sect of, or a brand of car then I only get your brand or I only get that specific correct you know, and that's stuff. and that's so that, that is ex- dangerous in culture that excludes a lot of the fact correct right so I, I don't know it's just I've, food for thought I've, no no that food for thought is very very valuable and very very relevant because so many people, just like on this Mueller topic that we were just on, right. only follow the people that fit the narrative that they like. Sure. When those lines are drawn, you can self-consciously, knowingly or unknowingly, choose what you want to see or hear. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, right. unfortunately, it's cool amongst your echo chambers. It might be cool amongst your family even though someone probably hates you deep inside most of your friends are probably talking the same language most of your friends are probably saying the I same like thing. friends that don't agree with me I agree. like so me too. <laughs> so my point is I follow the crazy shit that I think is crazy like that I don't agree with right but in the Facebook aspect it's mostly I've made it purposely not to be news mm-hmm. but more of um, content that I like um, in my life um, Meaning things that have to do with online marketing sure. and 
and it's good to, technology it's good have, yeah, business. It's good to have your perspective on it because that's what you do professionally, and I appreciate it. Um, I, I think it's really important to talk about, and I think it's important that people are made aware of the limitations of social media as far as your, you know, how you interpret the world. So, and, and it's so new, like, I mean, there's there's been studies now, and it's and it's small, but the amount of suicides amongst teen females is going up. It may not be going up like, wow, it's an epidemic. Right. But, but it's, it's going ticking, up. It's ticking up, it's, it's ticking up yeah. enough for people to start paying attention to. It. And obviously the link right. is with social media. Right. The social pressures of it. I mean, there's a lot of things that we are still learning about it and its long-term side effects because it hasn't been around a long time. Right. These aren't cigarettes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And but at the same time, the, the shelf life of news is very, very short. The shelf, oh the shelf life of a drug is very, very long. So that's a that's a weird interpretation of like, okay, like social media has a way, way better chance of killing you than starting smoking today. Like, probably. Because <laughs> you'll probably quit before anything bad happens to you. What, but what? Social media, you don't think that anything bad is happening to you. You might be driven to suicide by more, in more of a chance than you doing a hard drug. <laughs> yeah. You're absolutely right. Depression. I'm sure depression's going to be going up. It's like the number one output of social media as a presence is and addiction. depression. Addiction's well, going to be huge. That's an intermediary, but... I because I think it's shown that a lot of people, I think it's mostly shown on Instagram, but I'm sure everywhere across across all platforms. Oh, mostly visual. Likes yeah. and feedback right. that are positive give you uh, a little yeah, shot of, yeah. of <laughs> melatonin no not melatonin uh, what the fuck's it called the pleasure center in your brain yeah, is man. pinging 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 it's not adrenaline <laughs> no it's it's something tonin but I can't it's, melatonin makes you go to sleep so that's dopamine like, dopamine Jesus dopamine. Jesus that's it <laughs> it is dopamine yeah I think that you get your little dopamine hits a lot of people are going to become little social media crack whores addictive substance on the planet Dopamine, whatever makes you feel good. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm talking about? Exactly. <laughs> so there's the negative to that because if you're not getting likes so, or you're not feeling good or people are shitting on you, because or people they don't are like shitting on you, exactly. then like you're gonna on. get the opposite of that, which right. is could have some severe consequences. Some we'll see. Have, yeah, some people have built-in like bulwarks to that. They have the, the, like the seawall, and they say, okay, there's so much I can take. Or I can take whatever the internet throws at me, and that's why people that make a living out of being influencers and making YouTube videos and stuff like that, they're so good at what they do. For every one hit, there's a thousand misses, and out of those thousand misses, someone's probably going to kill themselves. <laughs> that's the way it is. That's harsh. That's the way it is. <laughs> Not everyone's cut out to be a social media star, one. I agree. <laughs> There's been a couple of young deaths. I know we were talking about death earlier. Um, I can't think of it. I think a social media star died that Very was recently. really young. Yeah, yeah, a couple of them did. Yeah. One was found like in a river or some shit in New York. Oh, by the way, you said river. I, I might have mentioned it earlier. Um, here's a 70-year-old runner in the L.A. Marathon. Who he was, cheated? Was, he cheated. I heard about that. I didn't know the details. Tell me about he it. He was found dead in a river. After he cheated? Yes, after people accused him of cheating, pretty sure he cheated. 
he's dead. And I think the jury's still out on whether or not he was murdered or he killed himself. But I was like, this is a great movie idea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's an Eastwood film, if ever there was one. <laughs> because Clint Eastwood's next film is about, I don't know how familiar you are with the, um, the Atlanta Olympics bombing. A little bit. Okay. 96, so, right. I think? There was a dude who found out about that plot. He was like a security guard at the Olympics, and he was instrumental in helping to bring down the people who, who, uh, who made it happen. And he ended up being a suspect, and he ended up killing himself. And that's Clint Eastwood's next movie. Oh wow! So I'm telling you, there's going to be a movie about this LA guy <laughs> who cheated at the marathon and wound up Clint dead in the river. <laughs> wow! I did not know that. I remember like a chubby security guard was. Yeah. Um, was I, can't, I can't remember who's playing him, but it's somebody who's. It's like the Jonah Hill. <laughs> <laughs> He's not that fat anymore. It's it's not him. Give him a fat suit. Yeah, give him a fat suit. No, I mean people are willing to gain weight for roles. Like look at Russell Crowe. He's gained weight for the last three roles he's had not too much for two out of three but for the last one he had as uh, Roger Ailes on HBO he, gained, he put on like 100 pounds of fat suits to do that it was truly mortifying and then look at Christian Bale who gained and lost like 80 pounds to play Dick oh, Cheney he looked like a guy from um, what's it called in another movie, he looked like yeah, a guy Vice. from like. Uh, Vice was the movie. He, he That's Dick, the big one. Dick no, Dick but when he looked like a person from Schindler's List. Oh no! Have you ever seen that picture, of Christian Bale, when he looks like skin and bones? Oh, the machinist. Yeah, I didn't see yeah. that, but he did that. People make that reference about me. No oh, shit! <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. He's not they, that skinny. He is to. thin. They used to. He's, he's got the runner's body, but he's not that machinist. skinny. No, that's okay. <laughs> but uh, Christian Bale, stop gaining and losing weight for roles. If yeah, he's if you're very passionate. Christian Bale, if you're listening, I think you're a good actor. I think you should take care of yourself. Pick roles that have to do with you know your passion, not necessarily what's great gonna, actor. What's going to pay the most? I heard you're shitty on set, but hey, that's part of your creative <laughs> process. I ain't mad. I'm not mad at you, bro. He's a little bit of a diva. Allegedly, I, I, I'm saying that with love. Yeah, I like you, dude. I, I, I think you you're the first ever ever main character of a movie that was. I mean, maybe maybe not ever, but in a superhero movie that was believable. You know what? I'll give him that. He's probably my favorite Batman, but I was going to say, yes, it's going to be an insult. Ke Michael Keaton was was believable and entertaining. He was entertaining, but that's thanks to Tim Burton and Jack Nicholson. But I believe Christian Bale as Batman. I mean, that series, which is The Dark Knight, I believe. Yeah, Dark Knight trilogy. That, I mean, like, I forgot the original guy that, that wrote that or that did it. I think it was the... Chris Nolan. Christopher Nolan. No, that's the director, right? That's the director. Yeah. He, he wrote a lot of it, too. But I mean that the Dark Knight comic book series okay, was okay. a version of Batman. Was it Goyer? No, it was the guy that did a dark version of Daredevil. He did Marvel, too. Hmm. I want to say it was Frank somebody. Yeah, Frank Wright? No, that's Frank. a drug dealer. All right, producer, look that shit up. <laughs> yeah. No, the guy that did Dark Knight and Daredevil. feeling was is it Frank Miller yes Frank Miller That's Sin be. City Sin City yeah. it's gotta be Frank good, Miller good okay I was thinking that was the name I was thinking he in my was head. the one who wrote it but he didn't have much to do with the, the uh, production of the movie or no the series. but it gave you that Batman yeah. that Christian Bale worked off of and again it wasn't that dark 
Yeah, it's it wasn't. Pink. It wasn't as dark as the comics. No, PG thirteen. Right. That's but why. I loved it. I loved it. It was dark enough for something that kids should be able it to look at and be powerful. like, "Perfect." To me, that is the best superhero movie of all time. Right. And what I was going to say earlier is that the Joker outacted everyone. Posthumous. He posthumous. Excuse me. Posthumous Oscar. Oh my God, dude! That was the. That's he, why I don't know what the fuck Joaquin Phoenix is thinking. Like I understand, it's looking like a good movie. The you know the Joker movie oh, yeah, coming yeah, yeah. out this I think November or December. It's directed by Todd Phillips, the guy that did Old School and Hangover and a bunch of other movies I love. War Dogs. If you ever watched that movie? It's a good one with Jonah Hill, fat in it. Um, but he's doing that movie, and he's got that horribly dark sense of humor that it could be good. And Joaquin Joaquin Phoenix, I think, is a good actor, but you can't top. What he I think it's did. a different Joker. You can't do it. I think it's a different Joker. So, but the, initially, people are going to be going into it thinking you can't top you, Ledger. It is a different story. Yeah, it's a different story. Origin story. Yeah. And it's all him. There's very little, if any, Batman. But I mean, he Heath Ledger was not the only good Joker. At the same time, you're looking at you're looking at Nicholson. You're looking at the guy who played him in the, in the 50s. 50s 60s yeah, which he was great. Exactly. I actually like that guy. <laughs> right. But so. You want to get nuts? He outacted <laughs> Nicholson. He outacted all of them. Right. To me, that's what I said. It, you barely find a fucking movie that's named after you, uh-huh. but the bad guy or someone, the, the co-star, I guess you right. could call him, outshined you. Right. And it's not like a competition, but that's just how it was. That character was so well written and so well acted out. It was beautiful. It, it was, was a beautiful, it was dark art. piece of machinery. Yeah. I loved it. Like in a PG-13 movie where he puts a guy's eyeball through a pencil <laughs> and that guy was a famous actor he probably didn't get you credit for that <laughs> do you remember that yes scene? like michael jai white got impaled <laughs> he's like why do i have a cameo in this movie <laughs> you're I done mean, son you're done <laughs> it was it was loved it yeah I, I, i'm a marvel nerd and i still think that's still the greatest superhero movie of all time in my opinion word so let me let me get through a couple of things. I'm going to talk a little bit about some of my notes that I jotted down about the Mueller thing today. All right, so there was euphoria in the White House. They think every, all, the coast is clear. They think the election in 2020 is theirs to lose. Chris Wallace, known Fox guy, said this was a disaster for the investigation, disaster for Democrats, etc. Mueller didn't even know about the opposition research, so he said today. So he was testifying. He didn't know about Fusion GPS. He didn't know about anything having to do with that. Okay, maybe he's just old. I don't buy it. Mark Meadows, a senator from South Carolina, I believe, he said that uh, Mueller didn't run an investigation. He said resistance did. I understand that. I get it. Unfortunately, Trump's raising more than $2 million in the last... 10 hours off of this investigation, off of this particular uh, speech, this particular uh, hearing, hearing this event. So whatever the intent was, I think the backlash is going to be far greater than the intent. But before we pivot, let's get another cocktail. (laughs) And we're back. Here we no, are. Talk, talk to me about it. How do you want this thing to go? We're at Hourglass Brewing really quick. We're still here. Again, we're still here. We haven't left. The bitches, we're still here, motherfuckers. And, pardon my French, um, 
Trevor really likes what I'm about to try. It's called Morlock. That's right. Kind of like Warlock, but with an M. Yeah, yeah. You said it the right way. According to the menu, it is a milk style, right? It is. And this five, milk 5. style... 5.6. Yeah, because we weren't prepared before, but this uh, is a 5.6 alcohol. Um, just from earlier, we did try the banana brain, and that's called... That was an American Imperial. 11.2. Good stuff. Good stuff. Holy shit. That I like that a lot. Two of those will get you yeah, Essentially nice. one beer. Yeah. No. Uh, one beer at 11.2. One, one beer and a half. What? <laughs> that one beer just get your lips wet. You know what right. I'm saying? Uh-huh. And what was the other one we tried earlier? It was the, the foxtail coffee stout. Double oh, stout. We're try- and the other one we had was the foxtail double stout, which is a coffee stout coming yep. in hot at 11.2. So we got the two highest ones first off the bat. Tell you what, that was a good idea, I think. And they have the Tulsi. For my political people out there, I one like, of these days we got to try I that. I like the Tulsi. Some people... I'm going to have to tweet her that. <laughs> tweet her it? Yes, I have to tweet her that there is a beer called the Tulsi, which is a Belgian triple. Is that how you say it? Belgian. Triple. Triple or triple? Triple. triple. Now, <laughs> like I mentioned before, we were walking over here. Uh, we had a nice weekend last weekend in Sanford where we did some... Uh, we did some celebrating of Belgian Independence Day. The people we were with didn't know it was Belgian Independence Day. And we went to a Belgian bar and had some Belgian quads. So we spent a couple hours at this Belgian bar, and the rest is history. <laughs> it, uh, it was a, you told me Uber had really, to It was a really fun time. Play. It was actually Lyft. Lyft came to the rescue. Good job, Lyft. Shout out oh, to Lyft. They, they took us to and from, so it wasn't like they were rescuing us. Future sponsor? Right. We, yeah, exactly. If you want to be a Lyft driver, go to. Hey, Lyft. <laughs> come on down. Come on down. Yeah, Lyft. absolutely. We're not that bad. Um, but yeah, Sanford has a lot of good breweries within about a one-mile radius, and uh, go check them out. It's, it's not just breweries; it's uh, it's beer bars and restaurants that have a specific kind of uh, play. So when you think about it, yeah, there's a uh, there's a lot of good opportunity in places that you might not expect. I think by now, every part of Orlando has its own like identity, and with an identity comes a brewery. It seems so. Right now, Juan is taking a picture of our glasses against the bar with a beautiful backdrop. So you'll see that on the social media soon. But so as soon as he jumps back over here, I want to jump back into it. Hurry! <laughs> so I want to ask you because because you know probably more about it than I do. Cheers. Cheers. Because I haven't had as much time to research it as much as I wanted to before our next episode, but. What is happening in the Dominican Republic? Why are so many people dying? Um, and spontaneously and mysteriously. Let me ask you another question. How can we have American FBI agents there and apparently their entire investigative unit, the Dominican Republic's investigative unit, their equivalent of state police investigative stuff, and they still don't know why tourists are dying at these five-star resorts from the last thing that i heard and i haven't heard the conclusion of it is that they are investigating uh every death right and the culprit looks to be tainted alcohol okay so they feel that some people are probably trying to cut costs right uh and like using some sort of bootleg alcohol and that's really what did it 
that being said, I know that like one of the places that there was a victim at was like the Hard Rock. Yes. Why the fuck would they need to cut right. down on costs? So there's a little, there's something shady going on down I, there. I also read that one of the victims from this past week, I think it was like number 19 on the kill count. Oh wow, yeah. I was gonna say if it's recent, that's a lot. Didn't even have alcohol. It was like soda. So I think there's just the. the my belief, and this is not based on any facts, is that there might be someone out there that's trying to kill people, and they might have it against Americans. Cubans. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who it is. But Somebody's trying to ruin the to, Dominican uh, vacation. A lady, a lady right now is suing for like three or five million, uh-huh. and what happened to her at the DR was a little bit different. She got the shit beat out of her. Really? She got fucked up. Her face was... But it wasn't like they tried to kill her. They wanted to make an they example. They might of her. as well. Like well, they were, she was look beat what happened up. To like David she, Ortiz. They didn't try. They didn't even try to kill him. But look what happened. Big boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he could take a few. Big pop is a big boy. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. So from that, I think it's something that obviously has to do with the drinks. The new one is is interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, now they're looking at old deaths too. Like some people, the famous old death is like. All these things started piling up. Yep. And the lady from Shark Tank, Barbara Corzin, her brother died there. And That's they're like, wait a minute, we didn't we thought it was normal death. So now yeah. everything is being investigated. Yeah. It's yeah. like he Select, died of complications. Assassination. Yeah, like, That's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how important he is, but like I feel I feel it's someone doing bad shit and I don't know if these people all have something in common, I doubt it. It could be that it's just cost cutting, but at the same time, you would think that if you were just doing that, just buy cheaper alcohol. And like it happened, it happened in like it's some of these people happened in your hotel room, right. In the closed bar. Now I don't know if that's happened at the place where I went for my honeymoon, but I was talking about doing this group trip with all these friends and family. Anybody who wanted to go, we're like, all right, ten year anniversary or like seven year anniversary or whatever. Of course, it's already passed, so it can't happen now. But if everybody wanted to go to the same place because it was pretty cheap to get there and back from Orlando a lot of people were interested in going it was all-inclusive probably like 900 bucks for like eight days like pretty great pool you know beachside all that stuff now I'm like nope <laughs> not going back not you, until they find out what's going on the there's an immediate they've impact lost, they've lost so much tourism money yes when I was doing the car project, yep. a guy was in Orlando, yeah. and he was looking for a minivan yep. to buy for his housekeeper in Denver. And he goes, he goes, you know what, I have time to even look at it here, because we want to buy it and drive it back to Denver. Right. Like, that was their plan. Yep. And the reason that they had extra time is because they canceled their part of the trip that was supposed oh, to be to no. the DR. So like, holy shit! Like, oh I've actually talked to someone who is a t- statistic because right, their tourism numbers have suffered. Now, on that same topic, rightfully so. Yes, rightfully so. On that same topic, have you followed what's going on in Puerto Rico right now? A little Puerto bit. Rico. And shout out, to, shout out to Tulsi, which she has a beer here at <laughs> our glass brewery. That's right. Um, That's right. The Tulsi beer is on tap. Uh, Tulsi was just there. And so that's kind of how like I heard about it. She's there supporting the Puerto Rican people. Did I get this? Yeah, of course, the, the people, and of course they should be supported. To be but honest, there are thousands of people not rioting, but they're marching in protest because they found that not only is there 
governor doing a terrible job of managing the country, and has been for as long as they can remember, but apparently he's a big homophobe, and his whole staff's made up of homophobes, and they're texting all this stuff about... See, I don't know anything about the details of those texts. Yes, so, just so you know, that's why there are thousands of people marching in the street every day demanding him to resign. Well, today was printed on a headline that it looks like he's going to resign. Which at first he came out, I'm not going to fucking resign, fuck you guys. Right, exactly. And then all this proof came out. Apparently, that, you know, internal regulation. So it took homophobic texts. I guess it was it. What about all the fucking misplacement of money? You guys uh, didn't have power for like nine months. All the other problems that Puerto Rico has. It yeah, took, it took bad text for, for people to get mobilized. Get out of here. I'm just, I'm just letting you know that you know at least they have some kind of change coming. I think it's a good thing. Now, politically, Trump has a talking point that I don't agree with. That he's given them 91 billion. Uh, factually, they've received like Four. 11 or 14 billion, <laughs> somewhere in that range. Now it's over 10. I think it's like 11 or 14 billion. Right. But they have like 40. One billion already allocated, guaranteed. Right. I think what Trump was saying, and and it's true, but he just uses it as talking point. It's anyway, all hyperbole. Is that there was that he has it like approved up to ninety something, but I don't know the details of how it kind of works. It's just like federal aid in the states. It's like we'll say that this much money is going to go help those people for this reason, but that's over five years or whatever. Like they'll get it in time. That's how much we've approved, but that's a tiny, tiny, tiny sliver of the trillion dollar budget you know what that, I mean that, that made me mad during the um, during the hurricane yeah because it turned political they have this crazy female lady that they yeah, just kept the, putting on TV the mayor or some shit they right. kept putting her on TV because she hates Trump and she had a lot of talking like yeah. she had a lot of like oh he's the worst Hitler all that shit and it's and by focusing on her and her hatred for Trump because it's a hit on Trump they weren't focusing on the corruption that has been going on in that fucking island. But you don't have to have power for like over eight months or some shit. Fuck a gay text and a homophobic text. Like <laughs> that should have been, dude. Day th- day four of no power. You guys, what? Ricky I, Martin was out there with a gay flag and shit. What? They're calling it Ricky Leaks. Like that's why. <laughs> and their most famous artist right now, his name is uh, Bad Bunny. Do you have you ever heard of? I him? have heard of Bad Bunny. So he's the most famous by far Puerto Rican superstar that there is. Right. He was out there in the first days with his mask. Whether it's publicity or not, I get it, but good for them. I guess they're making a change, but I don't think anybody's happy. I think if they just get some different leadership and they can figure out what actually needs to be done, it doesn't matter if it's San Juan, like you said, the mayor of San Juan, or if it's the whole the whole nation or the whole island in general. Because during the hurricane like, shit, I remember seeing a picture. What you don't want is people from the mainland coming out to settle things. You don't want us coming in and telling you what to do. <laughs> if Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Puerto Ricans are always the ones that get the choice whether they want to become part of the United States or not. I wouldn't say as a always. Kid, as a kid, I remember those votes. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it sticks in my head, but they would always vote no. As a kid, I'm talking about like in the late yeah, 90s. Yeah. I don't know the specifics. I, know I don't know the specifics. They, they have a representative in the House. I'm not sure if Just they Just one, have, right? Yeah, but I don't know if the vote counts. I, I, no. know, I know Guam has a representative as well. Do Puerto Ricans get to vote? Not for anything of, of substance. Not for the president? No. That's why... That's why, 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 why are they that's called why, citizens? 
some people that's come. Why, that's why, because they're they're, they're legal of, yeah. of the country. They, they can come can, here they can in and out any time. But that's why the that's why Maria was such a big deal because they think Florida's going to go blue because of all the influx of Puerto Ricans. They're only in Orlando, are, though. Orlando is blue. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, this is. This, if you guys didn't know, like Orlando is the hub of Puerto Rico, other right. than New York City. Dissatisfied with uh, post Maria performance from the federal government, i.e., Trump. Uh, so Puerto Ricans are going to flood Florida. So the news says fourteen billion is a lot of fucking money. Yeah, it is. And, and I wonder, that's enough to not be out of power yeah. for like eight months. Yeah, and I also wonder what it would have cost if, like I said before, if we contracted the military to go like rebuild what needed to be rebuilt for all the stuff that was destroyed in Maria. More than fourteen billion, that's uh, for of sure. course. But then it's done. Yeah. Then it's over, and you have no additional talking points about the response but again i'm not saying as a supporter of you know their perspective or the federal government's response but i think it would be better if there was some it shouldn't be just people coming from the mainland with bags of cash and food or like celebrity chefs fundraising and like passing out mres and like making food there i think it should be more like okay what is the real response when any state has that kind of a problem you saw how beat up Bush got when Katrina came, and he was like, all right, here's what we're doing, and it wasn't that much. George Bush does not like yeah. black people. He doesn't. <laughs> and Mike Myers is like, what? What? <laughs> for those young ones, for our young listeners, it was one of the most epic live TV moments of all time. And guess who was the it was star? On MTV. <laughs> guess who was the star of that moment? His name is Yeezy, a.k.a. Kanye West. Jesus. It was unbelievable what he did during the live. Chris Tucker went next after him. He was like, I don't know how to follow that, boy. Props, brother. Like, <laughs> a lot of the young listeners may not know who Chris Tucker is. Chris Tucker, Actually, the name, yeah, showed up in the Epstein. In the oh. Epstein case. But here we go. Segway. 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 <laughs> Turns out it's not the actor, but is a guy named Chris Tucker. Okay. <laughs> the actor formerly known as Chris Tucker. Which he lives in Orlando, if I, if I remember I, I correctly. Know. Yeah, I Chris Tucker's sure. an Orlando guy. He had a big ass house here. I remember that. I don't oh, know if does he still, he still? Does. Yeah, he probably doesn't anymore. I he showed up in this Epstein shit. It's a no- so, what's the latest <laughs> on that story? Tell me. Holy shit. Um, today, props where it's due, the Daily Beast, which is basically a hardcore leftist blog, uh, they put out that Epstein even visited Clinton in the White House several times right. during his reign. I didn't read the article, I didn't give a fuck, but. Shout out to them because they... They're digging. Are, they're, they're digging deep. They're digging. And yeah. I like digging. Especially with a guy that likes to fuck children. Okay. Now, you may have some people that go, oh, you know, 14 is not a child. You know, it's some countries, this or that. Listen. Deserted island. Laws are laws. <laughs> so if you feel that way, vote for someone who's going to change the law. But at the same time, we don't know the age of all the victims. We only know the youngest so far is 14. Allegedly. So... It's still a terrible thing. Absolutely. It's a terrible You're a thing. billionaire with enough money to make you know, uh, a, a 12 right. model right. do. And you can make a 12 model shit on your on her own chest, <laughs> and yet you want to fuck little kids. I know so it. it is I know what, it. Yeah, like you, Zero you to have, 100 in this topic. You have enough money to do whatever the fuck you want, as freaky as you want. You can do some Saudi type shit and not have to fuck children. But guess what? They're coming after you. 
and there's a lot of twists and turns in this story, man. Yeah, it's, we're going to follow it. We're going to follow it. Unfortunately, it's going to continue to be following. But um, what I wanted to point out was that none of the politicians, right, left, top or bottom, none of them have even offered to return campaign donations. You know what? I'm okay with that. As, a, as just someone who doesn't give a fuck, they gave you money, use the money. Because that was the headlines from uh, right publications. They're like, oh my god, they're not going to return the money. Like, the money... I've seen it like happen with like it's a moral question yeah like the Ted Lieu guy was getting the one we spoke about earlier mm -hmm. the Asian guy from California that's in Congress that got embarrassed by yeah. Candace Owens that guy would receive money from one of the top Democratic donors in the world uh, Buck and yeah, that I've Buck guy that, that Buck guy likes to uh that black guy, he's a he's a scrawny, scrawny little white dude. Start, start from the, the basics of that story, because I've read a lot about it, and I think it's so, interesting. So, if you look at this guy, Buck, and you see him in a social media picture or something, you'll see him with Hillary Clinton, you'll see him with very he, prominent yeah, he's, left... He, he's a big donor to, to the Cal Democratic California Democratic Party, he's a West Hollywood guy. Looks like a scrawny little absolute definition of nerds, like... but. He likes to imp dark. He likes to import his he, after hours clientele. So his what he, after hours friends. To, so what that means factually, this guy likes to get people from the hood, and I'm going to say black people in particular. And what he does is bring them to an apartment that's dirty. Like this guy's a billionaire, really, really high wealth. But he also has like an apartment where he does all his dirty gay shit. No, nothing wrong with being gay, <laughs> but he's really dirty. You can't say dirty gay shit and then say, there's nothing here, wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong with being gay, and I'm clarifying that for anybody that tries to take me out of context. What I'm saying is, dirty gay shit is where you're going to take someone who might be desperate for money, right. might be in a different class financially than you, definitely were, and they're a different ethnicity, they're black, and he would smoke crack. And, and meth. And meth with them. Probably feeding their addiction problems to the fullest. And on two different occasions, these people have died in his apartment during these crazy, rough, meth-filled sex things. This guy's not a good guy. He kills black people with meth and gay sex. So, so we don't know if he's been indicted or gotten off of that, but we know that he's still not in jail. Absolutely he's, a, not. he's a rich guy. I think he's a West Hollywood. I think he's protected. Skirted the law and had two deaths on his hands. So yeah, gonna, one of the guy's family, one of the victims' families, yeah, has come out. The shit out of him. They're upset about it. Like, this guy takes advantage of people with addiction people. problems. Yes. He likes black cock. That's as, pretty much as simple as that. And he really has done some evil shit where two people have lost their lives. Where two people would no longer be able to see their mothers, right. their brothers, their sisters. So this fella, he's right up there with Jeff Epstein. He's going to be on the radar. We're going to talk about him some more. He doesn't fuck children so far, so I don't know if he's on the same level as Epstein, but in the evil level of like taking advantage of someone that's less fortunate than you. and I, and I mean, what's, what's the moral line? There, I don't know. I would say... I think he's protected by his politics, man. That's why he hasn't seen any jail time. I think that's exactly what he is protected by because of the state that he's in and the part of the state that he's in. Uh -huh. That whole West Hollywood area is the... That's like the same area that gave uh, Stormy Daniels a key to the city. Okay. Because she was brave to extort 
the president. Some people may not say, hey, it's not extortion. He paid her to shut up. You know what? That's extortion. Regardless, if you ask for money to not talk, that's she what happens. She wasn't asking for more money. He wasn't telling her to shut up after that came out. No, no, no. He, after- I'm talking about the original deal. Okay. When you ask for fair, money fair to not talk about something, that's extortion. Right. But the, it's reported without any facts that, oh no, Trump paid her hush money. Usually, which he did. Which he did. Which factually is true. But at the same time, she extorted him. In my opinion. Now, you may go, you may go, we don't have the conversations that they had exactly. So you don't know if he said, hey, she, Stormy, let me give you money so you can shut the fuck up. She hired a lawyer to protect herself. Creepy porn lawyer. And then, she, yeah, and then she wanted to tell the truth about what happened. That's the story. And she did such a good job that the lawyer she hired may go to jail for the rest of his life. And he stole several hundred thousands of dollars from a porn star slash stripper, which is sad. He bought private jets, and he's not the o- she's not the only client that he we'll ripped talk, off. We'll talk about him some more, I'm sure. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> His story's not over. I love him. I think it's awesome. He was in the news last week. He held a he's, press conference. He's gonna be the no next. One he's gonna be the next Scorsese picture. He's gonna be the next Wolf of Wall Street. The rise and fall within 18 months. I'm telling you, Avenatti's gonna be a huge picture. And I say picture because that's what Scorsese says. <laughs> I love the fact that he had so much airtime for a couple years. He's going to run for president. He's and CNN, run for president. <laughs> the the head guy of of CNN News, not not the not Jeff Zuckerberg, not right. Jeff Zuck, Zuck. but um, Zucker. the guy, the head guy that reports on the news uh-huh. is uh, a guy that. Do you watch Game of Thrones? I, I did until it was over. Okay. Um, the Munich. The Eunuch. Eunuch. I said Munich. Long live Germany. The Eunuch <laughs> is what this guy's nickname is, and his name is Brian Stelter. Who, by the way, I ignorantly thought he was gay for the longest time. He has every characteristic of a nice gay man, but he's not. He's married with a child. And he can still be gay and married guy, with a child. Yes, they're called beards, too, when they make a deal. <laughs> I learned that shit from my Hollywood friend. Um, this guy, who, 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 who titles himself Reliable Sources, that's the name of his TV show, there's a clip that, no matter what he talks about on Twitter, someone will share that clip. He's writing a book right now, oh, too. that's cool. And so the clip is him talking... Reliable Sources. <laughs> Come on the show. We want to interview you. <laughs> His clip, really cool. his clip is about how happy he was and how much energy he was putting into Avenatti being a contender yes. in the election. Yes, it's I want to hear the follow oh, that garbage-ass so story. Oh, my God. Dude, no matter, he could be tweeting about his kid, and someone will share that. <laughs> like, hey, it wasn't just you. Yeah, it was you. Hey, it bro. was you. You chose the Bush, genre of work. Bush knocked down the towers. <laughs> it was you. <laughs> Call back. Immortal Technique, Homeboy Dylan. I'm gonna see you this next weekend. Oh my God! A callback to Immortal. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Shout out to Immortal Technique. I love you, bro. Love you. You're one of the greatest. Um, I'm gonna give a score to this beer real quick. And to be honest, I didn't realize the quality of the craftsmanship of the last two beers. Okay. Because I can tell that those are more um, 
small a smaller barrel or, sure. or uh, yeah they what's probably, the right word I'm they probably for? only make them once a, yeah it's a seasonal thing it's something they probably only put maybe a hundred barrels out a year because they have to dedicate a lot more time and effort to making sure it comes out the right small way. batch small that's what well, I, was I mean I, I would say that most of this these brewery are small batch, most right? of these are small batch shout out to the past two beers which I would probably even rate higher and not to take away from the beer I'm drinking now I'm drinking a five percent now we were just so drinking what do you eleven think about this one tell me. It's smooth, it's refreshing, but the reason I gave the the comment that of the previous beers is that those beers' flavor profiles were intense, and right. I think that's a good word. And this is more subdued. This is more from my, exact yeah, from my perspective, and, and I feel bad because I think the last place we went to that was beer specific, the Sideward place, um, the Sideward Brewing. Shout out to you guys. You were good hosts, but. Um, we had a stout there, not a stout, but a porter there that was on the lighter side that didn't have a lot going for it. This is wise. lighter side. This is lighter side, but I, again, I don't want to pit you two against each other because you're so close, but I like this better. I, I do too. <laughs> I think it's a great beer. It is definitely for the people that um, don't like stronger beers, maybe like the lighter side, and it's still a dark ass beer. Yeah. So, um, I mean, for example, they come. If you look at our pictures that we're posting on Instagram and Twitter, uh, our week today, um, you can see how they're served differently. One's in the sifter, yep. and then the other ones are more in a not a traditional. Uh, what is this? Twelve ounce, maybe? Yeah, it's a sixteen. Sixteen, and, and it's it's not like a shaker pint glass, but it's a regular. It's pint. a cool ass glass. Yeah, I respect it. I think it's designed more in the way that, uh, say, the Guinness glass is is uh, designed. And Fair you've, enough. You've seen the regular Guinness glass. It's designed in a way that can be poured a certain way, and you can get all of the aromatics out of the beer in a certain way. And I learned that only because I went to Dublin in 2014, and. Uh, got the whole education on that but otherwise I just think it was I thought it was a glass you know you can pour a Guinness into any glass and of course at most Irish bars they're just gonna give they're gonna give it to you in a plastic cup for all they care it doesn't matter they're not gonna a, let it sit for 112 a seconds good Guinness <laughs> or a good Guinness pour is world-class lights out that's your favorite beer right that's a stout not, not, no, not Guinness say. but a stout that's your favorite class of beer I think so yeah I love stouts. Yep. I can drink a good porter too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I love a good dark beer. Yeah. I don't know why, but that's just my cup it's, of tea. I think it's fulfilling. You don't have to have a lot of it to say like, all right, you know, this is a good, a good drink. And 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 working off your comment there is, you can have a lot of these. I think it's light enough where oh god, Saint you can Patrick's order Day. a few of these, <laughs> and you're good, man. And it's a good quality, good tasting beer. Right. The notes are there, um, but I can, back to the two we had before, I think this is made in a larger batch. Yeah. The other ones were made in a smaller batch, and and I think I was a little bit critical on them because, holy shit, they were amazing. Yeah. Especially after trying, this beer's good. You're not used to having that much flavor in a small beer, and, oh, I wasn't expecting that. It said, okay, coffee, okay. I've had that experience of tasting that quality beer uh-huh. at uh, Funky Buddha, which yeah. is my hometown brewery. Absolutely. Like, that's my, that's my that's shit. Your, yeah. yeah, that's my yeah. go-to. Um, I've never been to that one, but I've always wanted to go. That's my home too. That's my go-to. Um, this one, 
it's different. It's more mass produced, I feel like, but not to take away from like the quality of it. It's good, it's flavorful, it's light for a dark beer. Fuck it. I'm gonna go and give it a 7.9. Okay. I think it's a I think it's a very very smooth, darker beer that someone just jumping into dark beers can maybe start at. Yeah. I mean, the other two are strong. Yeah. It's not everybody's cup of tea. You can't really jump into that. No, but if you love coffee, you could. On this one, it's like if you want more flavor and more, actually, it's it's sweeter than like a Yingling Black and Tan, which is about 5.2, 5.3%. This is about 5.6, I think. Way more flavorful than Way Black and Tan. More and this is coming from someone that loves a Yingling Black and Tan. I do as well. And that was my go-to in college. I used to Which is a mix of porter. And, um, no, I mean, it, it's they say it's a black and tan, but the original black and tan is really half quarter, half lager. Lager, okay, yeah, that's what it is. That's, you know, if you go to a, a pub, you get that. But Have you ever had a snake bite? <laughs> I've had a snake bite, yeah. That's with the <laughs> cider, right? Yeah. And porter. Porter, okay. Yep. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Rose of Crown over at uh, Epcot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that is. Every, but every, every time you go to Epcot, you got to go there. That's the English bar that, um, you know, it treats you very nicely as long as you're wearing a football top. And by football top, I mean a soccer kit. So, so uh, you like this beer? That's good. Um, we talked about a lot of the news I wanted to talk about. There was another... Google engineer that came out of the woodwork saying that everything that the other people have said is true. A whole new brand, brand new story about being a, a double agent in the, you know, uh, the world of uh, management of search engine optimization and how that can be for or against a certain lean. So you didn't hear anything about that, did you? I did not know that another one came in, out. In, in the last two weeks, another person came out saying that, hey, I'm a Google engineer. I believe that there is, you know, nefarious things going on. There's somebody behind the scenes that's tweaking where your uh, your search engine is pulling you. But Someone that testified in front of Congress or the Senate, which I did not do my due diligence to watch it. And to be honest, no one was fucking showing it. Uh-huh. But... The clip came out about uh, the reason that I even knew about it is because Ted Cruz out of Texas is now, uh, I guess, pushing for like legislate. No, never mind. I'm confusing that story. He's pushing to look into Antifa as being a terrorist group. But at the same time, in an older hearing, he did want to look into all the uh, social media companies' biases. Uh-huh. I'm not shocked anymore, man. This isn't this isn't a fucking mystery. Oh, you might have read a story today about it. Department, um, Department of Justice has the mandate. It started. They're, they're going to regulate the shit out of all the big companies. Well, they're doing they're an do antitrust they, they are, investigation. They are not going to break up the big tech, but they're going to regulate them. Well, they're they got $5 billion fine to Facebook did. Right. And it was a speeding ticket. As, as they said, as they said in the, the social network, it's a speeding ticket. Pay that $2 billion, you know, uh, judgment to, to think, your friend. And I don't know the details, but I want to say that it had to do with um, privacy concerns and the way that they handled right, data. Right, 
you're not that's getting that's not even the censorship stuff right but I think that all of that will be exposed they're gonna have to create a new committee I did see that where it has to do with like data sure here's the thing that gets me nobody in Congress nobody in the government is smart enough to outsmart the, t- the big tech companies they're not smart enough to figure out what's being done with data well, that's why they had so, these hearings. Is like I understand. It, exp- it, it allows them to ask some questions yeah, in public. So, and it also exposes how ignorant some of them are or, <laughs> or how clueless some of them are. Right. Um, you don't know. Like, you have no idea how, how smart and how unbelievably unhinged technology is getting. They're able to use data in certain ways that drive people in different directions, both psychologically and economically. They say, vote with your feet, vote with your dollars. Guess what? People are going to be able to tell you which state to move to based upon your preferences. The clip I'm going <laughs> to uh, share, and I haven't really seen it, so I can't like speak too much on the details of it, but um, in one of these congressional hearings, or maybe it was a Senate hearing, I don't remember, um, one of the experts that they had on the panel said that his calculations showed that Google's bias during the 2016 election could have, and I don't know how the fuck he would prove this, so I'm curious to see what he, how he explains it, um, could have given Hillary Clinton at least 10 million votes. Wow. That's a lot. Oh, it's definitely enough to swing it, but it would have to be in the right states, right? That's a lot. Now, when undercover video comes out that some of the heads of departments at Google are making it a point that they can't make the same mistake they did in 2016, that is fucking scary. Because you have a lot of socially awkward nerds who now feel that they... They do have the power, but they feel that their way of thinking, not when it's nerd stuff like code and engineering, which that's what they're good at, but they also feel that their social justice side... that that We talked about it before. I think... They're right. Everybody's been. On video, they've been well, not just on video, just kind of under the under the hood. But they've been before Congress talking about their story and talking about what they've been expected to say, and they don't they don't have much remorse for what they're doing. They don't they don't have any impetus to change what they're doing. Now, so I have a question: How can you have a conversation with someone? Or make someone realize what they're doing is borderline evil when they feel that what they're doing is the right cause because the people that don't think like them are Nazis. That's why, going back to the original conversation, that's why it's so dangerous. To just call everybody the worst thing you can possibly be called, then you leave no room for conversation. It's pretty bad when you think about what that word represents. That's the worst thing that you can think about. It's like, it's like Nazis and the dumb. It's like, boom. Correct. <laughs> They're there. They're hand in hand. That's what made That's me so it. upset about like calling calling migration centers concentration camps. Right. So you're drawing that straight line. Are you fucking stupid? Like, no. We all took history no, classes that, that, in the United States. That's actually a really smart tactic. That's a good political tactic to I think it people... would backfire way worse. No. In my opinion, no, it's not so. going to, to the same people that already That's, drew the I line. Agree. I agree. That just one side of the line is like, yeah, they're Nazi camps. The other okay. side is like, they're fucking crazy. Okay, so, so we know it's a numbers game. 
we look at all the people that are saying yes that is an accurate representation of the way that, that issue is being way the minority right moderates are scared of people like that right but 65 percent of the people in this country democrats and republicans think that illegal immigration is the biggest topic to talk about is the biggest problem to address personally 65% of so, both but... parties okay so concentration camps that's a, a depiction but 65% of people think that the whole issue the reason there are those concentration camps detention centers holding centers whatever you want to call them the reason they're there is because 65% of people think that it's an issue got it <laughs> And I can see why that's such an important issue, especially as much as it's reported on. But, I don't know. It's just not my number one issue. And I'm an immigrant who's here now e- legally. Finally. And, and I'm Finally a citizen. legal. <laughs> yeah, but I did, I did the whole thing. And, 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 and I sympathize. And, and I, I see all sides of this issue because I've been a part of that. You know what I mean? Like... I, I can understand why someone would leave everything that they know behind for a better opportunity, not just for themselves, but for their family. Like, sure. I am that. That's what my parents did. And I totally get it, and I totally understand it. So what do you think should be done? From your perspective, and this is just you, you, just, you riff, just let me know. What do you think people should have to do to have a fair new start in the U.S.? When you ask that question, are you referring to people that are already here illegally no, no, I, or I think, people I, that are coming? I think people that have the idea, I'll move to the U.S., I'll get a fresh start. I'll get a new lease on life, I'll earn a living, I'll raise a family, etc. Just start it's from, so from where they need to. Because, for example, I'm Colombian. We came here on plane. Yep. So I didn't have to do the journey on foot. Sure. So that's like a huge that difference, right? That, that and the most of illegal people in the country, allegedly, right, are on, on foot. Are, they're from yeah. plane, actually. Right. But they all came on visas that expired. Allegedly. I don't know if that's true. And that's a talking point that's out there. Yep. Um, it's complicated, I don't, man. I don't like, believe that, but. like, the U.S. is a country of immigrants, right? Like, literally. Yeah. People immigrated here, mostly white people, obviously. Folks that, folks that were here before are a tiny, tiny minority. Correct. Like, that's where, I mean, it's such a complicated issue for me because, like, I am... All right, so let's let's break it down to two sides. There's the, the ones that are coming here right now, mostly from the southern border, right? And then there's the ones that are already here. They've made it. They've right. done it. They're some sort of part of civilization in True. the U.S. But they're still not, you know, getting what they expected. I mean, they're working towards something, but they're not. They're getting way better life for wherever the fuck they came from. They're, they're not. I, I still don't think they're taking the benefits of what it means to be, like, a member of the country. Well, then that goes down to a couple things. It's like... Which, the Spanish which, channels which, are very liberal too. Okay. So you get a lot of Spanish channels where a lot of these people that are immigrants are getting the same Trump hate that someone that watches Trump MSNBC <laughs> watches. Sure. So it's very skewed. And oh 
man, it's 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 tough. Like, what would be the solution's tough, but um, I think for the people coming on foot from the southern border, and I think that the judgment was just passed either today or yesterday by a judge that says Trump is allowed to do what he wants, and what he wanted to do is to have these people apply first for asylum in the, the country that they're going yeah. through. Yeah, well, however they travel to get here. Correct. You know what? That makes sense. If they're really escaping that the, makes the sense. horrible things that they're escaping Correct. at home. Why don't you go to the first place that's going to give you a harbor? But then again, people escape asylum from Africa, from, you know, they come through Europe. If they leave Africa, they escape other places of the world. You'd have to apply that to all the other countries to make that, that an effective... I think a deterrent is what the idea is. That's what most of those countries do, though. If you live in Europe or Africa, you have to do that shit in your country. You don't walk over. So a lot of folks that are trying to get to the States are going to be stuck in Portugal, which does does not have the infrastructure to support millions of people. It just doesn't. Or Guatemala. Guatemala just said, nope, we're not going to be part of this third-party thing. We're not going to be the holding pattern for people that are trying to get to the States. By Trump has the leverage to make all those countries do it, especially Mexico. What's that leverage? <laughs> We're the big dick United States. Okay. Your whole entire country's existence is based off of our conception. What do you think about Joaquin Castro's... Joaquin, Julian Castro's... Julian Castro's... Joaquin Phoenix? Jo- Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, I thought you were going to say Joaquin Guzman, which is uh, El <laughs> which is another topic. See, see. Um, <laughs> what do you think about Castro's plan to expose Central and South America to a Marshall Plan, if you will, to build up the economies to scale in those regions so the people that are trying to get out of them make the best of opportunities that are presented to them there? I get the the core argument there and I get his intention but I'm going to play devil's advocate and say there's way too many people in the US that also need your help okay. before you go spending money like that at the same time I don't know the numbers but i definitely 100% sure that the US already gives those countries plenty of fucking money I, I know and then once I, again where's the allocation where's the I know that they do. Of course they do. And I know that we, we also have a safety net. We also have a lot of social programs in our country that are designed to take care of people that need help. And they're not designed to take care of people forever. The conservative view on this that I've heard is like, they go to leftist people and they're like, hey, you guys have a choice, right? Like, you guys can try to have a welfare type country where you help out everybody and right but then if you choose that you can't have open borders because we already have enough people yeah. that that's already going to fuck up our system to just accommodate helping everybody right right but so if you do that you got to be a little stricter on the border because you're only given incentives of people to rush over here because of your new programs and I think that's all that we are doing right now we're only giving people incentives to bum rush the border and just get whatever they can, get as far as they can. Basically. I think that that was a ploy by both the left and the right I here agree. in this country that wanted cheap labor. I agree. Both of them have money. 
Both of them love cheap childcare. Both of them love their their fucking lawns done. Love fucking avocados, meaning that they all wanted cheap labor, but, and cheap labor became a part of the United States. Right, and, and not everybody can be a part of that, because as you can see, maybe over the last 15 years or so, there's a lot more people that are not from other countries building businesses around cheap labor. They're employing cheap labor so they can get rich, and it's like that, that middle to lower class of people that are owning like lawn care businesses, or maid service businesses, or you know, something like that, construction, where they're still taking advantage of that influx of cheap labor, but they're not paying taxes on it, and they're not re representing, and they're not sponsoring those people. And I think if you don't get a handle on it, it's going to continue. And then at some point, we're going to say enough is enough. It's, it's, it's definitely a difficult topic, and it, it, it's tough. What I don't like is the, the fake outrage is probably my, one of my biggest pet peeves about the subject. Right. And what I mean by fake outrage is the Trump effect. Everybody all of a sudden cares about brown kids. Oh, now you care? Like, what? These fucking cages were built during Obama's term. Like, they were built during Bush's administration. What I'm saying is that it's been happening for a was, long time. It's, it's been around and for 20 years. And now because you have an orange guy you don't like, now it's on the news? Like been around for 20 years. That makes me upset. Right. There's, that that there, irritates there, me more than anything. You know, I understand that people didn't want to bring it up in certain situations. They didn't bring it up when they didn't have to. But now that they feel that they have to, they have to exploit it. All right. Come on. You should have said something in 2001. Yeah, where was your sign in 2014? Well, well, when we already had a lot of other crises. But <laughs> Now, the only benefit or uh, excuse I'll give to Bush... The only, the only excuse I'll give to Bush is... His plate was full with what the fuck just happened. We had 9-11 and we had two wars. Or a giant war in two different countries. So... So immigration is kind of like, right. eh. But, but back then, you know what I used to say? Because I'm very anti-war, especially in my younger years. I was like, everybody's liberal when they're young, right? And I'm, and I'm still anti-war. But back then, I used to be like, why the f So you guys are sending so many resources and money being spent mm -hmm. on, on protecting the USA and foreign-ass countries. Where if I was in Al-Qaeda, if I was doing some shit like that, you know what I would do? I would shave Muhammad, right? Or fucking Al-Jabbar yeah. with his head and rush him in with Mexicans. I always thought that was the most genius move. I was like, if I can think about this on my couch. Sicario 2. Yeah. Just continue. Exactly. Sicario 2's <laughs> plot is that. And I used to think about that. I go, you guys aren't defending our own border. We're personally... If we are under attack right. by a group of people that want to end this country, that's the first move I would do, bro, is fucking swim over from Cuba to Mexico and then do the whole fucking thing like, my name is fucking Gonzalez. Like, <laughs> that, that was... Spanish is way easier than Arabic. It was... It, it just made me mad back then against the war. Because I'm like, dude, your whole excuse for the war is our safety. Right. But your borders are like... Completely open, like right. Muhammad and, and, could come in, and they still are. That's kind of what you have to understand: is they still are. 
that whole idea is still present and people are turned off to it because it's not happening every day like the same way that it still is in Afghanistan we're having bombings where 100 people 200 people lose their lives including US military members so yeah like you really don't know who's around because you're not keeping track of it I think it's important to know I don't think that's, I'm an advocate of like the big brother type system but it's good to know who should be here and who's here on a tourist visa and who needs to be like looked at because they don't belong right I agree but I also see why they like turn right. their blind eye to it is sure. because you do need cheap labor in this country okay yeah we, we probably do need people that are willing to take a smaller paycheck for something that is more manual. 100%. Yes. That can be any race. It can be any anybody. Age, anybody who's willing to work. The if the Swedish time, were to work cheap, right, right. we would take a shitload of Swedish. I, I cannot accept that we have a functioning national security apparatus if people can come and go as they please. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> And then, like, the whole the whole recent issue, too, was, like, and it went to, I think, the Supreme Court, was the census question. Uh-huh. And it was about, are you a citizen? Yeah. Like, to why, be honest, that bugs me out that you can't ask that. Like, if you... The people are fighting, like, yeah. you can't ask that question. What and the fuck do you mean you can't ask it's, it's that? It's still an open question. They might still get it on there, but that's only because of, you know, like, one or two decisions that has to be made, but... I'm I'm okay with it not being on there. I don't give a fuck to be honest. If, if it's if it's it just, on there and you can answer it falsely, <laughs> there's that. There's just like oh yes I am. What's the point? Like why? So I guess what I'm trying to say is that I would like someone who's against that to really explain to me why that's bad. Mm. No. Why is it bad to ask that's who just is a like, citizen in your own country? I think that's starting, like you said, as the, the devil's advocate. So why do we need to have this change if it's not going to change anything? Right? Why do we need to have a law if it's not going to change what exists? And if you can just lie on a census question, what's yeah, the point of could. having the question? There's no one there verifying. There's no, there's there's no, no teacher way. Trade. There's no way. I guess, like, the excuse would be... Um, it scares people yeah, to answer uh, the that's census. The whole, I think that's the whole point. Good. It's, that's, it's then a, you know what you do? You mark, if you're a census guy, you go, house refused to answer questions. Check. <laughs> like, like, I just don't understand the thing. Sorry, Senator, I do not recall. Can you imagine? Like, <laughs> Sorry, you, Senator, I do not recall. I do not recall. You own a fucking country. You run a country, but you can't ask who's legally there. I just haven't heard someone explain to me why that's so evil, why that needs to be brought to the Supreme Court. Right. I don't get it. I really don't. It's crazy. It's crazy. You know what I think we did? I think we closed this place down. We did. All right. Salute to that. Gross. Salute. Cheers. Hey, this is Are We Today. This is episode six. We're keeping it real with you. Always. Yeah. Let us know what you think and be a guest next time if you want. Yeah, make sure you follow us on Instagram. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Our Week Today, at Our Week Today. And, uh, yeah, we really appreciate our um, our audience that we're slowly building, but surely. And, um, yeah, we really appreciate you guys. Take care. All right. Peace. Later.